This is the beginning of the Anti-Woke Podcast. The latest Glenn Show podcast. Glenn's talking to a reporter from Chicago. I think the reporter wrote the book on why, on how Chicago became such a shithole today. Or parts of it. But the reporter was doing some local news and he saw a mural on the side of a building that was very well done. And so he tracked down the artist, and the guy's name was Rahan Static, with a K. And he's a black guy, he does what he calls Afro-constructivism, which I think he just wants constructive things in black people's lives, I guess, and he's going to use his art for it. And apparently he's a successful artist, otherwise, I, I don't know how rich he is, but it sounds like he's, you know, he can make, anyone, any artist that can make a living doing art is, you know, a one in a thousand artists or something and i'm gonna play a clip of the reporter reading a quote from that artist because it's it's interesting i guess but uh one thing you should know is this artist his dad was a er doctor and it just made me think you know it's kind of is it the sad truth or something anyway so this guy is going around he's like Hey, black people, we need to, you know, wait wait till we're older to have kids and, you know, get jobs and stuff like that. And my thought was, I mean, that's easy for the son of a doctor to say. I mean, instead of maybe instead of telling black people to get a job, what you really mean is, hey, have your dad be a doctor. Forget about getting a job. Just have your dad be a doctor. You'll get a job after that. But here's the clip. Um, and the framework is he's talking about kids having kids. And yeah, that's an old trope, but he's seen a lot of that. So what happens when kids have kids? Here's Ramon. It starts with your four-year-old cursing, and you say it's cute. Your five-year-old being an obvious bully, and you victim blame right there. Your 12-year-old son being accused of sexual assault and you say she wore the wrong clothes. Your kid could never be wrong and you could never be wrong. You cling on to anything because you have no code, no future. You don't see a future for yourself. And here's the kicker, Glenn. He says, so therefore you start feuds over minuscule things. You start having $5 arguments. You shoot a person because you couldn't cut in front of them in traffic, that's hot, delusional entitlement. Right there, Ramon Barnes of Chicago. And I just <laughs> heard that, and I was like, damn. So they're going to be talking about the Safe T Act, which is getting rid of cash bail, I guess, in Chicago. But Glenn and the reporter, they're both from Chicago. Like Glenn lived in Chicago in the 70s. And so they're talking about the crime. They're, they're naming neighborhoods that I never heard of, but are, you know, famous Chicago neighborhoods. And so the crime, it used to be the crime was in the bad neighborhoods. And so, well, whatever. If you didn't live in the bad neighborhood, you were fine. But now, I don't, I don't know if this is since George Floyd or, I don't know how long it's been going on. But anyways, now a lot of the rich neighborhoods have crime. They talk about, like, the rich Jewish neighborhood he better. He says you better be packing now. And then he mentions. I think. I think it was called Oak Hill. Anyways, there's some little suburb that 
has a bunch of Frank Lloyd Wright houses in it. And for many years, it was somehow the, the city was, it was all about, you know, integration. Integration between blacks and whites. And so they kept the whites from running away, and then they, you know, brought it, and then they had black people who lived there too. So anyways, blacks and whites lived in harmony, and, and it sounds like, a, you know, an upper middle class neighborhood of Chicago. And now they've set a curfew for gas stations because it's gotten too dangerous at night. And apparently downtown Chicago is still a ghost town. And all the office buildings require cards that you have to scan to get in. He mentions that the city of Chicago school system website has a racial justice page. And on there it has a video of someone saying that rioting and looting are okay. And that's, you know, that's what America deserves because black people can't get ahead. I mean, I doubt first graders are going on to the school system website a lot. But if they are, I guess that's what they'll find. I'm sure that'll lead to good outcomes for him. And then Glenn says something interesting. He's like, it sounds like Chicago is going the way of Detroit. And the guy says, well, you know... Chicago's big. It's too big to fail. It's not going to be another Detroit. But what it may be is another Philadelphia. So I never quite heard that. I'll have to throw that into my mental spank bank. It makes me think there's like, there's lists of world-class cities. I think you can go on Wikipedia and read about them. And I forget how they do it. Maybe they do it like 1, 2, 3, or A, B, C. But for world-class cities at the top rank, I think it's like... New York, Tokyo, London. I think Paris used to be on, used to be top tier, but now maybe Shanghai is in there. And I think now, I'm, I'm making this up, I don't remember it all. But anyways, I think maybe second tier is like LA, Paris, Beijing, Sao Paulo. Anyways, you get the idea. And so Chicago, I think they were in the second tier, or maybe second or third. Anyways, it sounds like they're going down. And then it sounds like, what do you do, world-class cities? Below that is Philadelphia. And if you even bother to get down to the point of Detroit, I guess that's another level below that. I do know that Philadelphia is like breaking their, they broke their all-time murder record. Like when woke media talks about the murders, they're like, murders are up 50%, but they're not as high as they are in the early 90s. But then, in fact, for Philadelphia, they're higher than they were ever. They're really getting her done there. And Glenn asked the reporter if there's a racial aspect to all this crime. And it's black people. Um, I guess a little bit of it's Hispanic. I think they're saying Latino now. I think maybe I'll switch to. But the guy's talking about this new trend of street takeovers. And I know they're doing this in L.A. Like They took over a bridge. They built like a brand new multi-billion dollar bridge and just whatever. Young criminals doing cookies with their cars like took over the bridge and they had to shut down the new bridge. And apparently they're doing the same stuff in Chicago. And so I guess they'll take over a street or a park or a beach or something. Just a whole bunch of young, mostly black people will go there with their cars and party and do illegal stuff and apparently they like to one of the one of the illegal things they like to mix into this is attack cops i mean just imagine if you got a couple hundred drunk you know 
teenage 20-year-olds, a lot of them having guns on them, driving their cars, doing cookies in the middle of the night, and you're a cop who has to roll up on this and stop it. And I guess there's videos of it anyways, you know, they'll just, they'll attack you. They'll attack the cop, break out the cop's windshield. The cop will think he's about to get killed because he might be. And I heard the stat, but I can't remember what it is. But the number of cops who have been murdered, you know, not just ones who died of COVID or died because uh, they got ran over doing a parking ticket. Like the ones who have been just straight up murdered. Sometimes, you know, like they call 911 and say, send a cop. And then you kill the cop when the cop arrives. Like, I think that's... That's still on the rise. It's, you know, I think we're, I think we're going to break the all-time record this year. Oh, and he mentions that the mainstream media and all the politicians, they're afraid. I mean, obviously, if you say the stuff that I just said, you will get called a racist, you will get canceled, you will lose your job, etc. And so, if you read the mainstream media, there won't be a single mention of race anywhere. As they're talking about the laws that are being passed in Chicago... Like, they got this no-cash-bail thing starting, I think, on January 1st. And they're looking into passing a law that takes away qualified immunity from police. So, if you do something bad on your job, they can take away your house and your pension. And so, you know, cops, they don't enjoy showing up to a street race where everyone just jumps on their car and breaks out all their windows. And I think cops would enjoy it. If they could shoot them, like, oh... You can shoot anyone who breaks out your window. They'd be like, sweet, I'm going to every street race I can get. Not every cop would do this, but some cops would do this. They'd be like, I'm going to go to a street race right now, and then anyone who tries to do it, I'm going to blow them away. But anyways, obviously, you can't do that, and they're thinking about making it so if you did that, they take away your house and your pension, and your kids and your wife would be homeless. But so then Glenn asked the guy, you know, what do you, okay, you don't like these laws. You think they're going to make things worse. What do you think the solution is? So I'm always all ears for solutions. I guess I'll say, like, the, there's probably a few solutions that I'm aware of. The main one is um, military-style schools. And I think, you know, usually gender-separated. Basically, you got to take all the, you know, I mean, this is racist, right? Anyways, if you want to help the black men in these poor neighborhoods, the black boys, one of the only things that I know of is you put them into a gender-separated military school where they all got to wear the same little outfits and there's no talking in the hallway in between classes, and etc. And I think that helps a bit. But anyways, this reporter is like, well, you know, he's like, he's come trying to, he's trying to run through the solutions, or maybe the problems are the solutions. And so the interesting thing that he said that I haven't heard someone say is that for a long time people are like, you know what, we need, we need to put this on the pastors, we need to put this on the, you know, the local churches. And he says that. I mean, first off, that never worked, right? That's that's what people have been saying for decades. And I guess now the churches are they're getting kind of empty. So that probably is not going to work. You know, the, the amount of power that a local pastor has to solve all the social dysfunction in a neighborhood. I mean, I'm just going to say it. That ain't going to that ain't going to work. People used to say that might work, but that ain't going to work. Cuz if that did work, we would have already solved it. We wouldn't be looking around for things. We'd say, "Oh, just do the pastor thing again." And I guess the cops are like, we can't fix this. The teachers are like, we can't fix this. And so he's saying, you know, it comes down to the parents, right? <laughs> How do you make a 13-year-old mom, you know, raise a, a successful child? Well, he says it's like a lizard eating its own tail. It's, uh, 
You can't do that. It's a vicious cycle. You know, how do you break the vicious cycle? And so the guy is saying, you know, it's the culture, but how do you char- how do you change the culture? I have an answer. But he mentions the Mo- this has been going on since the 60s. There was something called the Moynihan Report that said that whatever, kids having kids causes social dysfunction. This is a problem. We need to America needs to work on it and I think I think even back in the 60s people were like that's racist. Fuck you. But I have the solution. It's quite easy. Well, I don't know how anyways. Long-acting reversible contraceptives. They're called larks, you know, it's like birth control but it lasts for years or maybe lasts until you take it out or something. And this doesn't even have I mean, you know, this is where, you know, unfortunately religious people and Republicans would fight this. They're like, no abortion, and also, no contraception, which, whatever. I have a, you know, no abortion, I can kind of understand that. No contraception, you can get fucked. But basically, in these bad neighborhoods, or, you know, you don't want to make it racist, so you just do it to all the white kids, too, or you do it to all the kids in America, or however it is you want to do it, but you got to get these kids, these girls, when they go through puberty or before, I guess. You probably want to catch them a little bit before, just in case. You got to put them on a lark, a long-acting reversible contraceptive. And I guess you let them go off the lark when they want. I mean, you know, I don't know. If they're, if they're like 15 and they're like, I always wanted a kid, take this thing out. I guess you take it out and you let them get pregnant. But anyways, you'll get a lot less of that. People will get to think about things a little while. I guess that's right. The girls, these these teenage girls can think about things for a second before they get pregnant, as opposed to, wow, that guy's a baller. Whoops, I'm pregnant. And I think this is like eugenics, but see, it's reversible. This isn't eugenics. People will call it eugenics. People call you a Nazi, but it's reversible. And if you let them choose when to reverse it themselves, then, I don't know, makes it sound a little better. So there you go. Military schools for the kids today, and then larks to stop the kids from being born tomorrow. And the reporter, he mentions these armed robbery gangs. And he says they will go to a white neighborhood and do 10 armed robberies in one hour. And Chicago is, and Illinois are both super woke, super white, super liberal, super voting for Democrats. It'll, interesting, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, there's a backlash. A backlash has got to be coming. Apparently this safety act with no cash bail... It was done like in the middle of the night by the legislature, so probably does not have support of the general public. Thank God for Glenn. He's like, how do you commit 10 armed robberies in an hour? And the way you do it is you pick a neighborhood of rich people, you get a car, you get three or four men with guns, and you just pull up on the, you know, pull up on the street and rob them on the sidewalk. So you just you jump out. You say, give me your cell phone, give me your wallet, give me your jewelry. Point a gun in their face. They obviously do what you tell them to do. And then you just, I don't know, it sounds like, you probably, you probably, you know, like if you're doing a block. Okay, let's say a city block has four sides. I bet what you do is you rob someone on one of those four sides. Everyone around sees that, so you're not going to rob someone else on that particular side. So, you know, now you just go and you take a night, you know, you take a right or something. And you rob someone on that side, on the on that part of the block, and then maybe you keep going around, right? You get you can rob four people on the four sides of a block, for instance. I mean, you know, it's going to depend on how the neighborhood is laid out. 
I mean, it's kind of genius. Because the odds of getting caught are going to be very low. I mean, you know, I'm sure, okay, the first person's calling 911. I mean, you're gone. You know, how long does it take to rob someone like that? Just, probably just a couple minutes, maybe, you know, less than five minutes anyways. You cannot be prosecuted if you cannot be caught. The reporter is breaking down the statistics, so robberies up, obviously. Um, carjackings with a gun, way up. It looks like murder is down from the previous year. I mean, you know, after George Floyd, m murder shot through the fucking roof. But anyways, it looks like it's starting to come down a little bit since then. And all this information is coming from, like, state and federal government agencies. And he's saying that, you know... Whatever you can't, he can't prove it. He can't prove it, but he thinks that maybe what's really happening, I guess, with murder, for instance, and everything else, is that the amount of crimes that people report is down. And I think of Portland, Oregon, like it has become a homeless shithole, and you're not going to report a crime. The, the, the cops, yeah, you know, some cities, it's like you call nine one one. And they're like, if a violent crime is not currently happening, we're not going to send a police officer. And if you're like, well, a violent crime is currently happening, they're like, okay, well, a police officer will be there in three hours. So I don't know the how long it takes a cop to show up in Chicago when you call 911, but I bet it's a long time because that's happening all across America. So, I mean, you know, that just, that, you know, why would you bother? Why would you bother calling? You wouldn't bother calling. It's just going to be a hassle. So I bet reporting of crime is way down since good old George Floyd. Holy crap, I didn't know white girls in Chicago were able to keep it in their pants so well. So he's, the reporter's breaking down the number of children that are born to unmarried mothers. And so for blacks, it's 82%. For Hispanics, it's 52%. And for whites, it's 12%. I mean, that's pretty crazy, because a lot of times Hispanic and white are about the same. But I guess in Chicago, the white people must be a lot richer and also have much better impulse control. Oh, and then Asians, 10%. That cannot be right. Whites, Asians usually beat the pants off of whites. That's crazy. So yeah, it must be the white people in Chicago are rich, because he looked at other cities in Illinois and Decatur, Illinois, it was like, it was 90-something unmarried for blacks, but it was 55% unmarried for whites there, too. So it depends on the city. I was watching a YouTube video about the making of Hellraiser, a horror movie that I talked about previously. And the movie had problems in different countries where, you know, it was like, oh, that's too violent, we're going to give it an X rating or something. And so I guess they had to cut, I guess that's for America, they had to cut... Uh, a nudity slash violence scene and make it just violence not and cut the nudity part and so I don't know but it just gave me the the thought it's like you know now that the internet exists and any little kid who accidentally types types in you know naked woman into a Google image search is gonna be looking at nothing but titties um, it makes me wonder if like the R rating, I mean, I don't even know if that stuff matters anymore with streaming, but like the R rating, the X rating, the PG, PG-13, like all that stuff has been generally, you can do all the violence you want, but don't do nudity. And now that 
every person who has an internet connection in the world is drinking nudity from a fire hose that like blows them through the air. Just makes me wonder if like, you know, if, if violence, maybe that's woke. I don't know if that's woke or not. Maybe violence will be the thing that's more restricted in the future. I don't know. Just something I was thinking about. Twitter handle at anti-woke podcast and thanks for listening.